I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. You should let this one play. This is really good. Love this. Now, he's only played this once. He did, is that what I read? He won't do this song again, I don't think. Not I anymore. I saw that. Not anymore. I saw him play it in Wrigley. Did you? Wow. Oh. I was there, what was that, three years ago, something like that? I'll cover the Little League World Series, stop oh, off in I Chicago to watch that. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Quite the week. This is a great one. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, Trent, let's you and I go on record. Let's pick the six division winners and then Mm -hmm. a World Series matchup, and then we'll break and we'll go to Vegas inside the numbers with Jason Symbol. We'll get the latest on the matchups tonight, Thursday and Fridays, as we're down to the Sweet 16 in MBB. We'll do some MLB as well uh, with Jason before we get out of here at noon. If you miss any portion of the program, you can always uh, go to the podcast link at KXNO.com. Um, and you can find it right there. Also, in about two, 20 minutes or so, we'll let you know who our team of the day is at Heartland Flags. It is an MLB team. They narrowed it down. Yes. Cut it down to 30. It's an American League team. Now we're down to 15. Shall I go even further or should I stop? Stop right there. Okay. Stop right there. Uh, let's start with the American League East Trent Con. And who's going to win that division? As I said earlier, when I uh, took the Yankees over, I think they nip the Red Sox this year. I'm taking the Yankees to win the division. Sign me up for that. I think the Yankees will win the division as well. Probably going to be a lot of agreements here overall. Yeah, probably so because I. Uh, Cleveland in the Central. You're not going to pick your teams. Oh, no, no, no. I can't be that optimistic. You know me too well. That optimism would kill me. Yeah. Um, you know, Cleveland. All right, yeah. You know what? This is going to be boring. <laughs> Houston <laughs> in the West. Yeah. Houston's going to run away with the West. All right, here's Maybe. something we might have a difference, though. We just might. We get to the National League. Yes. I know we do in the Central. I believe we will in the East. I don't think we <laughs> no. will in the West. That'll be a stretch. Well, let's start in the West then. Okay, Dodgers. Dodgers, yes. Sign me up. Who who chases them? Who, who gives them the biggest... Anybody? I... I like you don't like the, the Rockies. I do like them more than you do. I think there's regression with the Rockies. Yeah. I think there's big regression with the Diamondbacks. This is Bochy's last year. What kind of year does he have? <sighs> what are they going to get out of Gardner? If Mad Bum can give them anything mm. close to what he once was. It was a hell of a run for that franchise. Yes, it was. Really and truly Every was. other year. Yeah, for a while it was. Thank God those jokes are over, though. Right. Andrew Downs, Mike Woody, the two central Iowa uh, San Francisco Giants fans that I'm... Well, and Andrew Downs' father. Um, but Reese Pate, teacher over at Valley oh, Southwoods. He? So he's a Giants fan, yeah, too? They're, they're finding There's more. a few. Um, yeah, the Dodgers will win. All right, so let's go back to the East. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Well, I told you I like... The under on the Mets. Mm-hmm. I like the under on the Braves. Mm-hmm. I told you I like the Nationals a lot. That's where I'm going. You're I'm going with the, the Nationals. To win, huh? I'm, I'm taking that young core 
coupled with Scherzer at the top. You know, it's hard to pick it, against him. There, there is nobody in baseball that I would rather see pitch a game than Max Scherzer. He's quick. He's mm, Chris Sale maybe for me, but yeah, I get the Scherzer love. I hey, get he's a he's a bulldog. Yeah, he's, I do like the fact that uh, you better be his defense behind him better be ready. Oh yes, absolutely. He's not to procrastinate between pitches, and he's a guy which I found funny when the pitch clock was out there. He was bitching about it. It's really? not like he needs it, but he said, "I'll control the tempo." Yeah, I'm the pitcher. I control the tempo. Mm-hmm. I don't need a clock to do that for me. One of the um, rare people where my grandmother was the same way, who has two different color eyes. Oh, yeah? She, uh, well, Scherzer has a brown eye and a blue eye. Don't see that in a lot of people. Not very my often. Grandma was the same way. Um, anyway, I'm going to take the Bravos to repeat. You are? I love okay. Josh Donaldson. I think he's going to be... Somebody asked him, you know, what are you going to bring to this lineup? And you know his response? Well, this was in spring training before they broke. And I'm paraphrasing the question, but, you know, what, what are you going to bring to this team? And he, and he deadpan looked at the whoever asked him the question, and he said, have you ever looked at the back of my baseball card? <laughs> I can mash. That he can. It's a great response. It's too. a great response. And he's not, I mean, he wasn't being a, you know, a Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the kind of guy he is. I like this brave team. All right, let's go to the uh, the Central Division, the National. I think it's baseball's best division. Mm-hmm. I really do. There's a couple of heavy heads in the American League East, without a doubt. The uh, National League East is good as well. But I think, and we're not going to do wild cards, but I think we've got three playoff teams coming out of the National League Central. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. The only where we I could be wrong is if an, a National League East team right. cuts in. Because I'm with you, Trent. Nobody in the West, the division winner, the Dodgers, are yeah. going to get in and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because of that, they coast. Maybe my overpick on the Dodgers may not be as good. Yeah, They could have that thing wrapped up. Labor Day? Yeah, by Labor Day. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna, as, as I've told you, I'm on record. I love this Cardinals team. Yes. I really and truly do. Uh, they've missed the playoffs, what, the last three years, which is uncardinal-like. It used to be, I remember sitting in this chair, death, uh, death taxes, and the Cardinals in the playoffs. Right. And that's the way it was. But Moline, I think, has got something left. I love their bullpen. I like their starting rotation. Uh, I'm not... Um, I like a lot of things about this team, except the right fielder, Dexter Fowler. But they've got some guys. Uh, Bader is a terrific player in center field. Azuna, he's going to bounce back star. in a big way. With you, Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, Matt yeah. Carpenter. We don't talk about him, but we should. DeYoung in the middle. And he's good, too. Yeah. I really liked him last year. So they're my pick to win the National League Central. Going to beat the Cubs or going to beat the Brewers? How do you see it? Uh, I was ahead of the curve on Milwaukee. I like them over their win total this year, but it's not enough. I'm with you. I think the Cardinals are going to be good, too. I think all three of those top teams are going to be good. Really good. You only get to pick one. But I only get to pick one for the division. I'm going with the Cubs. Are you? I'm going with the Cubs. Mm -hmm. We've heard the conversations. We've talked a lot with David Kaplan about this throughout the spring. This renewed, maybe sense of urgency that seems to be permeating permeating through. Windows closed very quickly. They were disappointed after last year, Trent. Right. And they tied for the division. Right. That was a disappointing year. Yeah. I think you're going to see a great Chris Bryant this year. I'm a big believer last year, the in the bounce year. back from him. This team, top to bottom, I, I think you're going to see improvements. You know, Wilson Contreras last year, that was a disappointing mm-hmm. season from him. Offensively, they take a step forward. All those one nothing games that they lost a year ago, they're going to put more runs up. Give me the Cubs. They're going to be better than they were a year ago. It's going to be a great race, though. And we are going to be talking a lot. National League Central, okay. Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, three-headed finish at the end. 
the Cubs get the bob and the division title. Off to Vegas we go next. Uh, Jason Simmel, World Series real quick. I'm going Yankees, Cardinals, Yanks win. Yankees, Cardinals for you. And I wanted to pick the Astros, but I just, I'm going Yanks. I want Astros in the American League against... Again, those Washington Dodgers, Nationals. All the Natties. Nationals again. Houston wins the uh, the World Series, though. So hey, we got four different teams in there. At least a little shakeup by the time we get to the World Series. Off to Vegas next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Off we go to the desert for the final time with this guy, a little melancholy. Yeah, Worked with Jason for a number of years. It's leaving the firm, but we'll have somebody else in his place as we'll go inside the numbers. Jason, how are you? Good day to, you know, at least a good day. We've got opening day of baseball in the Sweet 16, so that worked out pretty good. Yeah, and you know it did. Um, so... I mean, we're going to miss you, obviously, and I will when I get out there and come to the office and you're not there. Um, so that'll be different. But let's talk Major League Baseball and opening day in Las Vegas. I know people don't fly in from around the country for it. At least I would assume that that's the case. But how busy of a day is opening day at MLB in LV? Yeah, it gets pretty busy. I mean, one of the things that you have to remember is there's just the, the majority of the games today are during the day. Uh, you know, we've got some 10 a.m. starts. Uh, that, you know, 10 a.m. starts our time, so about 20 minutes from now, and then a bunch of 1 p.m. starts our time as well. So those do pre- makes the day pretty busy. Obviously, opening day, you're going to be busier. I mean, we tend to do more handle the first two weeks of the season than we will, you know, towards the middle of the season, just because people are excited to have it back. Makes a lot of sense, and individually, the grind of baseball season. You get your pros that come in the shop, and they make their bets daily. You get the daily players that are coming in there and just throwing a few bucks, but they got to get action down every single day. How many of those people out there, how many people, you know, faces that you see seemingly every day during the course of the baseball season? We have about, I don't know, you know, third, I'd say 30 to 50 kind of regular customers who, you know, some would consider sharp or at least they're somewhat, you know, they're not, they're not total, you know, guys just betting the team of the city they're from because that game <laughs> happens to be on TV kind of guy, right, right. Um, who, who are betting regularly. But remember, you know, considering we're at some touristy books like the Venetian and the Cosmopolitan, we do get a lot of that. So, you know, on a day like today, you know, we'll see some action from, you know, people who are just kind of betting the teams of where they're from. So you know that we'll get kind of an overabundance of action on the Yankees and the and the Cubs and teams like that. Mm, two gems that you just identified, the Venetian and the Cosmo. Very proud of both of those books, the way that they turned out. Jason, who did you see in the off season leading up to today? And I know you can still bet totals as the season goes on, but who did you see maybe the most action on? What did you put up there that you were surprised that it didn't get uh, the, the, num- the action you thought it would? And conversely, who did the betters pounce on? Well, the the easy one is the Phillies. Um, you know, we had put them up uh, prior, obviously, well prior to Bryce Harper signing. Uh, you know, he didn't sign until way late in the offseason, as we know. So, you know, they did a ton of, uh, we did a ton of bets on them, and that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but, and then, you know, we had to keep moving it up, 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 because they had kept betting the Phillies. So when Harper actually did sign, we didn't have to move it quite as much because we had already done so, because everybody kind of assumed 
that that signing was going to take place. So that one kind of stands out as, you know, which, which team they bet a lot that, you know, you kind of expected they would. Um, you know, in terms of a team that they didn't really bet a lot, I'll point to, you know, one team that kind of stood out to me was the Astros. Uh, the, the season win total was 96.5. We've taken very few bets on them. Um, the majority of the bets have been on the over, but we didn't have to move that at all. Uh, so not a lot of people, it's kind of not exciting when you know they're going to make the playoffs, you know they're going to be good. Nobody really wanted to take a stand on them, which was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, that's always interesting. How about futures? Anybody, you know, when you look at the World Series or to win the American League or National League pennant, anybody that jumped out is maybe a surprise to you you didn't expect to get a lot of handle on? Uh, I mean, the usual suspects we got a bunch of handle on. A couple of the teams that I don't know if you'd say they're necessarily a surprise, but... They certainly are a little bit uh, – they don't have as good of a chance as others uh, that we did take a fair amount of bets on. Um, you know, I'd say the uh, the Brewers kind of stood out at 15-1. to 1. We did a fair amount of bets on them. Obviously, they had a pretty good season last year. Um, the Cardinals, they got – they the Cardinals actually, as of now, have the most bets to win the World Series. Mm. Uh, so those kind of those two uh, – sorry, Yankees have the most, uh, then Cubs, then Cardinals. So third most for the Cardinals. But – uh, yeah, those two teams, Cardinals and the Brewers, both stand out. And obviously, both of them can't win, and nor can both of them win the division, so that'll be interesting. Indeed it will. Let's go. Let's do March Madness and go back to last weekend, where seemingly uh, the properties did very well on Thursday and Friday, and the betters turned around and got you guys on Saturday and Sunday. Is that how it was? Yeah, Thursday was Thursday was very good. It was our best day. Friday was also pretty good. And then over the weekend, while it wasn't awful, it wasn't great either, you know, uh, as as was much talked about, the favorites went 16-0 and straight up. There were some dogs that covered um, that helped us quite a bit. Gonzaga won but failed to cover. Duke won but failed to cover. So those two kind of stood out. Um, so we didn't do awful, but we didn't do great either. We really needed one dog, one of the big favorites to lose. Duke would have been pretty good if they lost. The Houston game, if they would have lost, would have been pretty good. We just needed kind of that one do- that one dog to win outright. To, to set us up in a better situation, but it didn't happen. Taking a look at the matchups tonight, I think the West Regional is going to have a couple of excellent games. What are you uh, seeing with the rest West Regional in the Texas Tech-Michigan game? I, I look at it as a complete coin flip. Just wondering, you know, kind of what you guys have in, in the action in that matchup. Yeah, I mean, the line indicates you're right. I mean, a one-and-a-half point spread is going to be basically a coin flip. Uh, so, so far, the fans like Michigan, that's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been close to two times, about 1.8 times more bets on the Wolverines. Uh, we've taken the bigger bets on Texas Tech. It's not that lopsided by any means. Um, you know, we actually were at plus two for a little bit, and we took a Texas Tech bet at plus two, moved it back down to one and a half. So if the game started now, we would need uh, we would need Michigan, but I really expect us needing Texas Tech once the game goes. Hmm. Which will be the, uh, the the best bet, the highest volume bet game tonight? So far, the game that has been attracting the most action is uh, Florida State Gonzaga, which kind of makes sense to me only because uh, Florida State is a bit of a bigger underdog than most people thought they'd be. I think uh, at seven and a half right now, we've taken a lot of bets on them on the money line at plus two ninety. Um, so I really think we're going to end up needing the favorite in that game, and I really think people are not sure how good Gonzaga is because they haven't really seen them. Florida State looked quite good the last few games. Everybody bet uh, Florida State to lose last game, and they didn't. Uh, they won easily, so I think that's one that's going to stand out. All right, the total in a Virginia game. I mean, oh boy, you guys, you, you, <laughs> right? you, you have your oh betting, <laughs> you have your betting systems, you have everything. You you put it in the computer and it spits it out. But I mean, is Virginia? 
those totals more difficult? Do you have to do more fine tuning when the Cavs are involved? Yeah, I mean the two the two teams that are always going to have low totals, no matter who they play, are both playing tonight. It's Michigan and Virginia. Uh, in terms of just pacing and the lack of turnover, so when you play Michigan or Virginia, you have fewer possessions than any other teams in the country. Actually, Michigan is, is number one in that, even over Virginia, where. Because they don't turn it over and because they utilize 25 seconds or more of the shot clock pretty much every time, you're not going to touch the ball very much. Therefore, you're not going to score very much. And Oregon plays a similar style with with point guard Peyton Pritchard, who really doesn't turn it over uh, and is very conservative with the ball. Dana Altman does a good job with that. So when you combine those two factors, you have such a low total because there's just going to be so many fewer possessions. You know, you're going to look at the Gonzaga-Florida State game, and each team will have the ball like 10 more times than they will in the Oregon-Virginia game. Uh, let's fast forward to tomorrow real quick. Uh, what are you seeing so far? Is there one game that's uh, getting more play than any of the others? Yeah, the fans love, love, love North Carolina. And I don't think that should come as a surprise. They are North Carolina. Uh, three times more bets, about four times more money. Uh, Tar Heels are in every single parlay. Haven't moved the line, though. Haven't needed to because it's all kind of small bets. Uh, accumulating, but but that one really stands out. The public loves North Carolina, and it seems as though of the eight games, the biggest public play is North Carolina. Uh, and last thing, Jason, we do know one game week one uh, in the NFL will kick off with the Packers visiting the Bears. Have you guys put a number up yet? Yeah, I think uh, a bunch of books and us have it. It's four. Uh, the Bears minus four. It's a tough one because if you go based off last year, the Bears should be closer to a touchdown. But, of course, this Packers stats based on last year, um, you know, had some Aaron Rodgers stuff in there uh, because of, uh, you know, because of what he had done. So I do think that, you know, full strength, full full healthy Aaron Rodgers, uh, full strength Bears team, you're looking at the Bears as, as probably a little bit more than a field goal. And this is just tourists that are betting this right now. Wouldn't you think it would be Packers fans and Bears fans that happen to be in Vegas? Yeah, and, and it's not. It's, people more put it up just to kind of get the publicity for it and yeah. discuss it uh, on, on mediums like this. We don't really do much action on it. Good stuff, Jason. Uh, seriously, thanks for what you've done for us over the years. Best of luck at your new venture. Going to miss you, brother. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Good thanks, Jason. Jason Simple, CG Technology. As we go inside the numbers, let's give away a flag. All right, let's do it. We uh, mentioned earlier it's the baseball flag. Mm-hmm. So our random fan of the day. We went pretty easy yesterday with Packer yeah, fans. Right. And they came in hot and heavy. Very quickly. You have to get in quickly. You have to first be the first one, one in. in. First one in. In where, Trent? At Twitter. We're utilizing our Twitter account. At Miller and Condon is where you can find us. Give us a file. You'll see a rundown. Fun things. I mean, we gave you one shining moment of the Lakers mm-hmm. on our Twitter feed today, and you can uh, also get a hold of us that way. Certainly the easiest way. Just tweet us a picture of you wearing a shirt, wearing a cap. Today, mm-hmm. we're going baseball. Yes. We're going American League. Okay. We're going American League East. All right. Not going with your team, though. No, nobody's got a Blue Jays thing. Oh, there. Yeah, there's some. I do. There's another blue. There's another blue uh, Jay fan what? in this market well, too. Don't forget, they they won back to back World yes. Series. We talk about those formative years, much yep. like the Buffalo Bills right. fans in the market. There's Denver Broncos. Yes, but we're not going Blue Jays. Nope, we're not going easy with the Yankees and Red Sox. So it must be the either Tampa or Baltimore. Tell me, it's the Baltimore Orioles since they're about to have first pitch. They are first pitch, and they are a team of the day. If you're a fan of the Baltimore Orioles, shoot us a picture, prove your fandom. And you got a flag coming your way, courtesy of Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. They got everything. They got the local teams. They got Cubs, Twins, Cardinals, Brewers, White Sox, Royals. But they got every team. 
They can help you out with every flag, every team, every, every sport. sport. Heartland flag poles and flags. Tweet us at us right now at Miller and Condon. You're an Orioles fan. You get a flag. First one in today. All right. Let's uh, go on the record here as far as we've got four games tonight. Do you like one game uh, more than the others betting-wise? Uh, I like Florida State. I like your Seminoles. Yeah. A How year many ago, are they getting? Eight. That's currently. a lot of points. It was eight open, came down to seven and a half, then seven. Now it's yeah. bounced back. Hmm. Gonzaga's really good. Yeah. Brandon Clark, he was sitting out last year as a transfer. Right. Rui, wasn't no. around. Hachimura. They, He's a pro, Hachimura. This is such a different team than last year's Gonzaga team. I don't want to go too deep in that angle. But Florida State's They're length, deep, Trent, Florida State. They throw that 7-2 dude out there. Mm-hmm. He's going to cause problems for Clark. I just think this is a good matchup for Florida State. I like that. I like Florida State. I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee is due to play well for two halves. And Carson Edwards is not going to go off again. Can't. Love Tennessee Laying the one and a half. All right, is the game of the night Texas Tech Michigan? It is, and I told, as I said to Jason, it's a coin flip. I do. I think that, so too. that's all it is. I, I'm taking Texas Tech on the money line, but just because I get plus money on it, mm-hmm. that's Boy, the that, only reason. That Chris Beard UNLV story that's getting a lot of attention now. When he was the UNLV's coach for two weeks before Tubby Smith seemingly out of nowhere left Texas Tech, opening up that job, and and Chris Beard decides that, you know, he was on Bobby Knight's staff there and he wanted to go back there. He's a Texas guy. Texas Tech. Look what Beard has done for Texas Tech. Right. And conversely, as was pointed out, him leaving UNLV. Look where that program went. Yeah. Uh, in the interim, now T.J. Yotzelberger is going to be there, and we're certainly rooting for him to do. Do you the think best. he'll do a good job? I mean, it's he's a recruiting. He's really good. It he, is. Yeah. Um. Do you, how, how many corners? Will do you have he to be cut? able to keep the Finley Prep guys in yeah. Las Vegas, and not the not the number one and two guys on there? But oh, if they'll you get, get their three and four, right? Because Finley Prep sounds like school, right? It's not. It's a house. It's a house. <laughs> I looked all when I lived there. You know, I'm going to drive find Finley Prep. I bet there's just a beautiful campus. <laughs> it's a nice New yard. Towns. It's a nice. Now the guy that owns Finley Prep, yeah, Finley he owns he owns car dealership on every corner. Oh, really? In Las Vegas? Okay. Yes. Low did. Well, you have that. You can and make a basketball in, school. And he did. Well, the basketball school is maybe the school taking not, a little liberty. It, it's not. You probably wouldn't call these kids student athletes. No, more just athletes there to play basketball. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think this um, Texas Tech Michigan game's got a real chance. Virginia Oregon, look, it's gonna la- it's gonna last until midnight. Be after midnight before I don't know if I'll see the end. I think Virginia's gonna blow them out. I kind of have that feeling too. Mm-hmm. I, I took a peek at the total one twenty. Oregon is a good defensive team themselves. This thing might be fifty eight forty five. So you love the unders? What I, you're saying? Uh, it, it could be not enough. That I, that's I looked at it, didn't fire at it, but I think you're right. If I had to have a side on that one, much like the the Texas Tech Michigan, I think it's a coin flip. This one, I probably lean Virginia's way, but not a strong opinion. Those first two are my favorites. Love Tennessee, love Florida State. The other two, not as much, at least betting wise. Are you going to put them together, parlay those two? Ooh, well, now you're talking. Got a, got a, you got an opinion. You may as well. Combining. Always a good thing. Indeed. Good way to lose money, at least. Uh, all right. We'll be uh, back tomorrow. We'll recap these. We'll preview tomorrow. Uh, Murph and Andy today at 2. Enjoy opening day. They're running out into the field at Yankee Stadium. I'll be with the Fanatics this afternoon. Oh, you're sitting with the Fanatics? Yes. Nice. yes. Are they in studio today? No, they're out and about. They're at, what is their Thursday home? Oh, they're downtown. Yes. At the bar. Yes. And I can't think of the name of it. 
My, my bad. Opposite side of the highlight. Right. It's right over there. Yes. <laughs> and then tomorrow morning, the morning rush gets it going again. Thanks uh, for being with us, Miller and Connor, 1460 KXNO. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Des Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. It's opening day in Major League Baseball. On the local front, the Cardinals face the Brewers 110 first pitch. The Cubs are in Texas to face the Rangers 305 first pitch. The Twins host the Indians. And at 315, it's the White Sox in Kansas City against the Royals. The Iowa women's basketball team continues preparations for their Sweet 16 matchup against North Carolina State in Greensboro. The winner will play either Baylor or South Carolina in the Elite Eight on Monday. In men's college basketball news, former Iowa State assistant coach TJ Otzelberger has been named head man at UNLV. Tonight, the Sweet 16 gets started. Florida State opposite Gonzaga in Game 1, Purdue, Tennessee at 6.30. The nightcaps, Texas Tech versus Michigan and Oregon against Virginia. And tonight on 1460 KXNO, it's Barnstormers Weekly from 6 until 7 o'clock. Live from Mac Shack in Valley West Mall. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Our next guest appreciates this bump, Trent Condon. I figured as much. He does, absolutely does. In fact, he burnt a CD of alleged... Is that legal? Oh. I don't think he did, actually. I, don't, did, did I mean, I was mistaken. He yeah, didn't do right, that for right. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hello, John Miller. How are you? I'm doing real good. How are you? Good. I caught myself halfway through. I thought, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. But uh, I knew you liked Led Zeppelin anyways. Um, before we get into men's basketball and football, it's opening day in baseball. You're a Royals fan, John. Uh, it's going to be a long year. Um, I guess maybe we should start there. Uh, opening day to a Royals fan. What does it mean this year? Not what it once did, I'm guessing. Well, you just broke the news to me. I wasn't aware it was opening day. <laughs> oh, wow. um, but you know what? We're going to be fast, and we're going to throw the leather, yeah. and we're going to lose a lot of a lot of games, one to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just that, that what the Royals did for me in 2014 and 2015 and 2016 at that time of my life, when my then 12, 13 year old daughter was getting harder and harder to find things to talk about with her Mm -hmm. as I began to become less and less cool. (laughs) And um, we found baseball together and we star Wars and baseball. And she would start asking more questions about baseball. I took her to a Royals game in 2014 and she would watch an inning with me. And then it grew to two innings with me and three innings with me. And we were able to communicate on so many other things other than baseball because baseball was the conduit Mm. to begin the communication process. And it is something that I will cherish for my entire life that sees those seasons. Um, I mean, even if I didn't have her involved with it, I would cherish it. I cried like a baby when Salvi Mm. hit the game winner to go to the postseason in 2014. And 
Um, my daughter has that regret because she went to bed at 11:30 in the what would turn out to be the World Series clinching game, and she's going to have that sports regret with her. But you know, that's kind of a fun memory too. So that's what they mean to me, and I tune in, and that's why I listen when I'm mowing, even in the midst of a hundred loss season, because. Uh, it's more than just baseball. Yeah, neat story. Absolutely. It is. It is. Well, we're hoping for uh, some of those great stories with Iowa basketball next season. You know, it was a loss to end the season. It was another loss in the round of 32 for Iowa under Fran McCaffrey. But this one had a different feel. Blown out by Villanova-Gonzaga, the two previous stops there. The comeback, and it felt like, though it wasn't a victory, at least to me, John, it was those positive vibes going into next season that this program as a whole really needed. It definitely it, – it, they didn't win the bowl game, if you will. Yeah. But it, they came back and they took that game to uh, a place that nobody thought. I mean, midway through the first half, I was, I was on a tweet thread relative to shortcomings and how I think the ceiling for next year is already set. And, and none of the things that I tweeted during that first half do I change my mind on because I was just talking about fundamental aspects to this team until they can find guards that can penetrate – they're go- I, I actually think that that may be the reason for the Fran fade, if you will, is that when you get to February and March, the teams that have guards, which typically are the good teams, the teams that can be more consistent, they begin to focus more. The closer you get to March, everybody has that edge. And I'm not saying that just because Iowa doesn't have guards that can penetrate off the ball doesn't mean they focus more in March. They can. And it doesn't mean they can't win. They can but they just don't do so as consistently as the teams that have guards that can get in. You saw that in that first half against Tennessee. Um, you, you, they, the guards get past that initial line of defense. The bigs then have to come up to block them and stop ball, which means the guards can then kick out to the guys wide open in the corners. It makes offense so easy. And conversely, when you don't have them, I think that's why Tyler Cook has really struggled the last month and a half because he's having the, you know, he's done a lot of dribble drives to the basket because where he's been receiving the ball in half court set has been out from the free throw line, the elbow extended and higher because Iowa's guards are being harassed farther and farther up on the court, which means the offense is starting out higher and higher on the court in the hands of bigs that can't and should not be driving. So it all starts with guards. I know that, and that's not a criticism of Jordan Bohannon. It's not. A, it's not. It just means that Fran McCaffrey needs to go out and find guards to complement a guy who's one of the best two, should be two guards in Iowa history, the best shooter in Iowa history. He needs to be freed up, and that's why Connor played so much. But Connor is not an offensive threat in any way, shape, or form at the Big Ten level. If you're going to give a guy 20 minutes a game in Big Ten play, he's got to be an offensive threat to score, and Connor is not. And that's not Connor's fault. Connor's a great athlete, but he's not a Big Ten point guard. and Or he's not a Big Ten point guard that can score, defend, and drive. You have to have that. Iowa does it. So I think that they can be a 22-23 win team again next year, give us some fun times, give us some head-scratching times, unless the freshman Joe Toussaint can come in Mm. and be a stopper and a penetrator. And as a true freshman, do I want to bet the house on that? No, but I will say this. 
Joe Wieskamp also played a lot better than I thought he would as a freshman, too. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John, two years ago, my favorite moment, and my favorite moment since I've been doing this the 23 years, was Bohadden purposely missing the free throw. I don't think it'll ever be topped. Uh, what, what was your favorite moment from this year, John Miller? Or game, or oh, one, what one yeah. thing will you take away? I think that stretch there where Bohannon was hitting Steph Curry like unconscionable <laughs> yeah. yeah. three pointers when he was scoring dozens of points in the last two, three, four minutes of games, both games against Indiana, the Northwestern game, and then the ridiculousness of the Rutgers win. That was something that Iowa fans haven't experienced in a generation, quarter century, maybe longer. That many opportunities. Tom Davis teams would come back. Tom Davis teams, you never felt like they were out of it because of that press and the gimmick that it was and how people would fold. But having these heroic shots and having a player like Bohannon that was, I've never seen anything like that at Iowa. And the play-by-play voice of the Indiana Hoosiers has been doing it for 40 Mm -hmm. years, but he's never seen anything like that other than Reggie Miller against the Knicks in his career. So that's, you know, Bohannon is just a hell of a basketball player. That he is. And this team, next season, the question remains, Tyler Cook, what's he going to do? Isaiah Moss, at least put his name in a year ago, didn't get a whole lot of feedback. The construction of this team, I saw there was a report out there from 24-7, the Hawkeye site, that said that they are sniffing around a uh, kid from Toledo, a grad transfer. Roster construction-wise next year, where do you sit? Where, where, what do you think we're going to see here, Tyler Cook and, and anybody else? Well, please tell me that that grad transfer is a point guard. Really? He's um, a small forward. Ugh. Iowa, uh, Fran loves his forwards. Not, not interested. Not interested. Um, I, I think that Tyler Cook, it's, it's going to come down to this. Does he want to get his degree now that he's going to need to use later in life? Mm, well put. Or does he want Or does he want to go get paid in Europe or the G League to play at the highest level of basketball he's ever going to play because I don't think he's an NBA player. Uh, or he isn't right now. It doesn't mean he can't be someday. He just doesn't have the skill set right now. He doesn't have the mid-range game. You saw the first half of the year he was really trying to show that he had it because that's some of the feedback that he got last year. He doesn't have it. Um, so I don't know what he does. I, I really don't. I think that he's going to go through the process again. I mean, Isaiah Moss isn't going to being drafted in the first two rounds of the NBA next year. So I would expect that he would come back. And, you know, I don't know that he's ever going to be consistent. Hope that he is. Can always do that. But so I, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what, if, if you've had to say, put a gun to my head, I think he won't be. Tyler Cook won't be back. But I also don't think he's going to get drafted in the first two rounds of the NBA. And Maybe you, it's a sign, sign and stash overseas. I don't know. Well, you and I agree on both counts. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John, uh, Nicholas Bearer, the only senior, he graduates, uh, so they have to replace him. Uh, what a career, though, when it's all said and done. From the time he got there to the time he left, left his mark, Nicholas Bearer. Did John, how will you remember him? I will remember him as a guy that so fundamentally sound. I'm not like substituting you know, all these things just because he's white that you typically some people do he's just fundamentally sound he does the things that don't show up in the stat sheet and he's and i've tweeted this a few times this year he makes shots before he even shoots them 
he there's times you can see where the ball's high and he's standing over the corner. He's in perfect shooting so position smart. with his hands up waiting for the ball. He's already done the mental rep. And almost every time when he's in position like that and he gets the ball, he makes it. He, I even tweeted against Tennessee. He made the shot before he even shot it. And I think I heard you, Ken, in the podcast the other day saying that it's almost like he has an uncanny ability to, to see things before they actually happen. Mm-hmm. And that's because he does. He, he envisions things. The best rebounders can tell if a shot's going to be short or long and where to be. And a guy like Bear never stops moving. That's a lot of the reason why he looks so smart, too. It's like Aaron White looks so smart. The guys that never stop moving in basketball, who may not have the, the greatest gifts athletically, they can play a lot better than that because when you never stop moving in basketball, good things happen. But that kid made shots before he took them. John Miller from HawkeyeNation.com joining us here. It's Miller and Condon on KXNO. John, uh, with that, let's jump over to little football, spring football underway. The depth chart comes out, and well, you did this for a number of years. You know, we pour over things like that and try to find different angles. Not depth chart related, though, but maybe the construction of the depth chart. Iowa morphing into a four-two-five defense. Was that more Amari Hooker, or is this the way that I was going to go going forward outside of maybe when they're playing in Wisconsin? Uh, yes and yes, and they should have done it before. How many years have we talked about that Iowa, as a linebacker, matched up against the other right. team? Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, was it Hagen for Arizona State? Um, you know, it was uh, Mike Klinkenborg lined up in the slot against the Iowa State receiver that set up Shaggy's last game-winning mm-hmm. field goal in 2007. All these instances, you know, against Ohio State in 2006, you got these linebackers matched up in matchups that they're going to lose every time. And in a 4-2-5, it gives you something different. And I think that you're seeing almost maybe even more of a trickle down from the NFL, which typically happens. College football 10 years ago was a 4-3 dominated league. Now more and more teams are going to a 3-4. Why? Because that's the dominant you know, style in the NFL. And in the end of the NFL is, is, is a passing league right now. And there's more of an emphasis on the talent on the edges and playing in space. And college football has been a spread game more and more so the last five or six years than ever before. So it makes sense to me. And I think it makes sense for Iowa to do that. Now, Hooker was the perfect prototypical guy to do that. Amani Hookers don't come along all that often. But you know what? Given Iowa's pension and ability to develop defensive back, I think it's a good move because Phil Parker's shown an ability to probably put a player like that out there every few years. Hmm. John, last thing for you. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. Back to basketball, but to our West, and you get why I'm giddy. You've sat in this chair before, and you love topics, and, and Fred Hoiberg's going to be a topic. Whether you're glad he's at Nebraska, if you're a Big Ten fan, maybe you're not. You're certainly not. At least that seems to be the consensus for Iowa State fans. They're hurt that he would take this job. I don't get it. Um but I love it, John. Selfishly, I think it's going to be great if he gets the gig. Your thoughts on Hoiberg potentially uh, becoming the next host, uh, coach of Husker basketball? I think it's a fantastic hire. You look at that arena. They set a record for attendance this year. They average over 15-1 or 15-2. Nebraska fans support their programs in an incredible way. We all know that I'm not a huge fan of uh, – 
you know, the Nebraska Cornhusker fan media, but their fans are great fans. They're great fans. That it's going to come down. Can you recruit to Lincoln? And I say, if you can recruit to Ames, mm. you can recruit to Lincoln. And the facilities there are better. And I think that uh, the fan support in Ames is is top, you know, top ten in the sport. But I think they've got great fan support. So me as an Iowa fan, I'm not happy about it. But I think it's a great fit, and Fred's just such a great guy, you can't root against them. John, uh, you mentioned your disdain for some in the media across the river. I just came up with a, a summertime idea. Can you come in this summer, not actually in studio, but... Well, if he's in town. If you're in town, but we'll get you on the line, and we'll get our buddy Stephen M. Sippel, and, and <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll just mediate, Done. and you two can go back and forth. <laughs> Done. I'm going to be in town the last week of July. All right. I'm going to rent a house. I'm going to have my 10-year-old daughter go through uh, Lutheran Church of Hope's vacation Bible school because she's never been able to do it, and this is the last year she's eligible, and it's one of the greatest things ever for my kids. So yeah. I'm going to go up so she can do that. So I'll be in town, and uh, I'll, I'll gladly come in there, and Sip and I, can uh, we can break some bread. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the, funny thing is, the funny thing is, is I like Sip as a guy. I don't like Sip as a tweeter and standing up and putting his hand on his heart when they play the Husker anthem. <laughs> and the even more hypocritical thing is, is I used to be that guy too that, Ken, you used to hate. So I've evolved past that, so I probably need to check myself. Because Sip's a good dude. It's just the uh, the online stuff that I get crazy. And he's not even the worst over there. No, not even oh, close. No. Far, far from it. <laughs> yes. Far from it. Well, that week, uh, we're going to start in Chicago, John, because I think that's oh, Big yeah. Ten Media Week. So later on in the week, we'll make an appointment. Well, we'll talk All before right. then. But that's listen, seriously, good. thank you for seemingly joining us weekly from uh, August through the uh, end of March. We appreciate that. We'll do it every couple or three weeks now, and we'll find something to uh, chat about. Thank you, John Miller. All right, take care, bye. Good to talk to you. John Miller. HawkeyeNation.com is... That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. I'm I'm slapping myself in the back. There's worse than Sip, Oh, there are. Way worse. But Sip would actually correspond. He would go back and forth. He he would get it. It would be a good radio moment, I think. And Sip's voice, too. Yes. (laughs) Gravelly voice. He'd be good at that. Yeah. Uh, Look, he's one of my... One of my best friends in well, but so of them. Just so is John yeah, Miller. Yeah, uh, but Sip is too. All right, we will go on record as to who we see playing for the World Series. Um, not that you care, but we're going to do it anyways. And then we can either pat ourselves on the back, or just completely forget that we did it. What are you talking about? That never happened. Never yeah. Um, Unfortunately, there's still podcasts. Yeah. No, back in the day, you could get away with that. Right. People can go back through the archives and actually find our dumb predictions. Yeah, like Cincinnati Bengals winning the World's Are they Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, I know. Last year I had Jacksonville and Atlanta, and they neither made the playoffs for crying out loud. But I can't pick favorites. They made it through the season. They did play 16 games. So you know what? I'm going to give myself a little Halfway there. there. I will take a timeout. Uh, We will come back. We'll do that. Uh, Jason Simmel, inside the numbers, we will go with Jason. Uh, CG Technology in Vegas, we'll do that in about 10, 15 minutes from now. Trent and I are with you until noon. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 K. Actually, my Barry. Tax extra.